I'm Carter. And I'm Mitch. And this is Plan A Podcast. So, and so today we got some special guests, very special guests, some people that we know very personally. And so for uh, WNTH Radio Board, we decided to do something a little special. We're all collaborating each, each podcast on the radio board with a certain uh, charity event or club. And so one closer club is really close to me. I'm the sponsorship chair on the, on the club. And I know the, one of the presidents, Grace Wolf, great friend of mine. So she's going to be coming on the podcast today, just kind of talking about the Lori Children's Bridges Dance Marathon and what they do around the community. They, they do some great stuff. And I'm very, very happy to know Grace. And she does a lot of great things. And Mitch. Yeah. So then also coming onto the show, we're going to have Lindsay Seibel. Lindsay Seibel has been very involved with the Lurries. She is currently fighting cancer and is doing a tremendous job. She's been incredibly strong throughout the entire process, and she's just going to join us to talk, A, a little bit about some Indiana football, a little bit of Indiana sports action, and then we're also going to talk about her cancer experience as well as how Larice has helped her. Yeah, so we're, gonna, we're about to have them on. Let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, yeah, <laughs> let's just get into this. Lindsay, you're, you're a big Indiana fan. You're, oh. you're going to Indiana, right? Yeah, fifth generation. Fifth generation. generation. Love to hear that. Go Hoosiers. Go yeah, Hoosiers, no kidding. You know? Yeah, yeah I no, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe cream and crimson. Like, that is my entire life. Like, the, I was wearing my dad's little 500 sweatshirt from 1989, 1990 today. It was my most prized possession. It ripped because it's so old, but it that, is. Wow. That sounds iconic. like a pretty cool vintage sweatshirt. That is. Oh, yeah. He saved yeah. me like five of his sweatshirts from college just so I could wear them. He's that's like, so my kids cool. are getting these. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So I assume you're pretty pretty bummed out then that the, that the Indiana-Purdue game was canceled. When I tell you I cried, I sobbed. Yeah, I'm not. And I, I don't know if you saw – but last night, Indiana was robbed of their oh. win against Florida State. I watched that. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that game. I what watched a good first... team, though. Yeah, okay, they are. It's, it's like how the refs don't like Nutrier. The refs don't like IU. Because it's just, it... they're so jealous. Like, <laughs> his, his foot. So, basically, what happened was IU had the ball. There were about four seconds left. It was tied. It goes into overtime because a guy was about to fall out of bounds. So, obviously, they call a timeout before he hits the ground. He sure. was in the whole time, and they called him out. Oh, yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And then Florida State got the ball back, and then it Well, they won. Yeah. So, but no, IU football, oh, my gosh. Like, Indiana. football football's my family's religion, and, like, college football – is intense like Saturdays and Sundays at my house are intense it's it's good that this is a good year to good year to have it I mean Indiana's having their dream season right now uh, oh my gosh Big Ten so, sucks for 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 pulling that stunt and allowing Ohio State in the Big Ten championship yeah it's because they just don't like IU which is fine because so I actually did a Instagram live with uh, Michael Penix Jr. who's the quarterback and oh, that's from awesome. that, yeah, it was the most insane thing. Like, again, started crying because it was, like, absolutely insane. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I might. And so I became friendly with a bunch of the players. So I, like, I was, like, 
two, like one of them is Mike Ziemba, who is a defensive lineman, which Mitch, you know me, like I don't let people mess with my friends. That's true. You like funny enough, like texted very me, much. You texted me this year, some point about how I felt about a kid from eighth, seventh and eighth grade, <laughs> because you were, you were asking if I was friends with him. And I, I appreciate that because it was something that was so like, that's so in the past and I'm friends with the kid now, but the fact that you knew to reach out to me and be like, what are your thoughts on this kid? Cause he, I wasn't great friends with him at the time. Like, like we, we had our, we had our beef and the fact that you texted me and we're just like asking me about this and we're, we're checking in on me. I thought that was so, so nice of you, especially cause like we had talked probably throughout high school, a total of 10 times. And yeah, and like, all of a sudden, like you're reaching out to me. I thought that was, that was nice. That was really great. I liked hearing from you then. Oh, Mitch, like, you know, you know, we're tight, but Carter, okay. I just met you, but like, if you want to be best friends, like, let's of go course. for it. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. No, Mitch, I, I remember that. And I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's the kind of spirit we like here on plan A. That's the name of the podcast, Lindsay. Yeah. We never, we never introduced that, but that's oh the name of the God. podcast. Best thing I've heard in so long. Because like, you never like, want to have a plan B. I mean, maybe. <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah, no, it depends never. on the never. situation. <laughs> yeah, it does depend on the situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Indiana, they're having their dream season. Their basketball team looks like it's on the rise as it has been in the Archie Miller era. I'm really yes. hoping Archie Miller can kind of stop being a mediocre coach and finally make, make sure he solidifies his name in Indiana. And cause I mean, he's getting the recruits oh. he needs. He just needs yeah. to stop being Jim Harbaugh and start winning some games. Yeah. He's, he's very passionate, but it's like, so Tom Allen, you look at that man. And if you don't love, love Tom, Tom Allen, Allen, like if, if you don't like him, he likes you. His whole thing is Elio love each other. Yeah. That's and, his and, whole thing. Like that's why IU is so strong because they believe in each other which is such an amazing mentality to have. If you don't believe in your teammates, like you guys know, if you're not close with your teammates, you're not going to trust them to pass the ball or like when the game's coming down and you need that shot or whatever sport. Yeah, You're not passing the ball to them. But if you trust them, even if they're like not the best, you'll pass to them. Yeah. And I think like going off that, like trust and having that connection with your teammates can make all of them better. You know, you could have the – this is a good pro example. Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr., who's on the Browns, is a phenomenal wide receiver, super talented, but he just never got that chemistry with the Browns that you need. He never had that chemistry with Baker Mayfield. And I think if you, you can take a mediocre athlete and an Odell and say, if you have the correct connection with your, with your quarterback and with your teammates, you're, you're better because connection's a oh, big aspect. right away. Like Cole Beasley. Yeah, like Cole Beasley. Yeah, totally. Love Cole Beasley. Yeah. No, like sports, Mitch, you know this better than I think anyone, but sports are like my thing. I'm yeah, a Mets for fan. Sure. It's a sad life being a Mets fan. Yeah. Like no, very Mets are terrible. depressing. Absolute garbage. But they did beat the Cubs. So just saying, yeah, Mitch. Just I saying. know. Yeah. But then the Cubs beat the Mets like 2,000 more times. So whatever. Not the point. But my favorite player is Peyton Hendershot because that guy – is a beast yeah he, i feel like of tight ends i hear this guy's name a hundred times a game oh my god he you know everyone has their off games but he is just amazing he started 2020 like 
I was diagnosed with cancer at the beginning of 2020. Like that's a pretty bad way to start the year. Yeah, not not a great way to start the year. Yeah, so and then he you got a hundred other things in 2020 that did not. Yeah, help that. Have, I mean, the freaking Oaken Bucket game was canceled. Like, <laughs> talking about depressing. Like that. That was that hit hard. But at least basketballs on Saturday. Like the game was moved to Saturday, so they knew Hoosier fans were struggling. So they yeah. gave us that. But Peyton Hendershot had a, and I don't need to go into specifics, but he just had a hard start to 2020 and the se- the season before he hadn't been you know the best tight end he possibly could be but I really think that Tom Allen like helped him believe in himself and that loving environment helped him grow and now I mean Carter if you don't know this guy you gotta look him up like he Tom is Allen. No. Tom Allen Tom, and Peyton Hendershot Tom Allen and Peyton Hendershot but they're all incredible people who are so they're just so resilient to everything I mean Michael Penix Jr. tore his ACL I mean that sucks I broke my leg in two places sophomore year and I couldn't do lacrosse like that sucked but he is so resilient like Jack Tuttle everyone was like oh Wisconsin's gonna win you know like I you can't beat him he is a four-star quarterback from Utah like that guy's good at football. Yeah. He can drop dimes. Like he's good at football. Yeah. Two things. Like I'm getting chills listening listening to how you were kind of talking about Payne Hendershot there. But I will say, I've never seen a team rally around a coach as much as I have seen Indiana rally around Tom Allen. They're yeah. at the end of the Wisconsin game, which I think most people counted them out of that game immediately. The line was like plus thirteen. So they weren't oh, yeah. even the close to being expected to win. Plus 14. It was yeah. insane. I was like, okay, IU's going to win for no yeah. other reason than they believe they can. Yeah. And I think, I think IU has this like this incredible mentality and in, in it starts with the coach that like they can go out and win any game. They were down bad at halftime versus Ohio State and they came back and they made that a game. And you could say Ohio State didn't play the best game of their life, whatever. That's besides the point. The fact that you're able to rally after being down that much and, and play a good game of football is really impressive. Ugh. And then no, who's your starting I, quarterback? Yeah. And all of a sudden you come out here with your backup and you win the second biggest game of your season. I just think about all the stuff that happened in the Ohio State game. Like, I, I could never apply to Iowa, not Iowa, Ohio State, just because they tried to trademark the word the. Like, are you joking? Like, that <laughs> yeah, alone that was the just upset thing. me so much. I'm like, I, you could have beat them. But there were so many things that happened in that game where if they were to play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, it would be no competition. They would get steamrolled. Like, IU just has such a fire in them. So, Mitch, you know how intense my inner drive is. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, let's, like, let's start it with is... the fact you're fighting cancer right now and you're doing an incredible <laughs> job of that. So I feel Thank like that you. should represent that you're incredibly resilient. Thank you. But I just know, like, it could always be worse. It could always be better, but I like to remind myself that even the days where, you know, I'm puking my guts out and it's just absolutely terrible, it could be worse. Like, I have a chance to fight, so I'm going to fight with every single thing I've got. Yeah, And that's what IU has. Like, you know, they might not win a game, but you look at college, college football rankings need to really take a step back and be like, damn, IU's good, because they were ranked, like, I forget what the thing was, but it was like Notre Dame, Texas A&M, I think 
Clemson and IU. And I use a Big Ten team. Like, when has Big Ten team, when has a Big Ten team be, been like compared to Texas A&M or Clemson or whatever? Like, it's just insane how much a little love and a little faith can go, like how far that can bring you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if Indiana doesn't keep Tom Allen around for the rest of Tom Allen's coaching career, they, they messed up because – Oh, my gosh. You can keep being good if you have a guy like Tom Allen coaching your team. So, crazy story. Tom Allen actually started at a big school, like high school in Indiana, and then was at Wabash before he went to IU. And pretty much all the men in my family, if they didn't go to IU – they went to Wabash and the one like rule in the like student guidebook is to I'm gonna mess up the wording but it's basically to like follow the gentleman's code so whether that's like bringing your shopping cart back or you know Elio like love each other like whatever yeah. that means to you that's the rule and that's yeah, why there are sure. only 900 people there but I've never been to Crawfordsville Indiana but I'm so excited to go there because it just, my grandpa went there. Like the Wabash fight song is so long and so wordy. If you listen to like five seconds of it, the first five seconds, you're going to get a headache. You're going to be like, oh my God, how does anyone know this? Yeah. But I think it's amazing. And the best part about the IU fight song, it never says Indiana University. It says Indiana, but there are a lot right. of schools in Indiana. So it's kind of like we're Indiana. We represent the state. It's not like a half and half split between Purdue and Indiana. It's Indiana and Purdue's second. Well, I didn't say that, but it was implied. That's the implication I'm getting for sure. But the thing about the IUDM, like the IU Dance Marathon, which is why I want to be a part of it so much, is you can have the IU Dance Marathon, but the reason why it's so successful is because it's IU and Purdue. Like as much as Purdue is like a rival, that's the way IU Dance Marathon is so successful because it's two schools brought together. Like you got to work together. Yeah. That's and I think there's, there's a really good message with that. And like you hate each other in every aspect, but when there's something that's bigger than you, you're able to yeah. rally around it. And I think that's like a big thing to look at both of those schools and be like, kudos to you guys. For, for being able to realize when something's bigger than a rivalry. I mean, Children's Bridges Dance Marathon, like North Shore Country Day is not a rival in any means, but Loyola sure as heck is. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I couldn't tell you who that's a part of the, the Lurie's Children Board is, or who, who on that board went to Nutrier or goes to Loyola or yeah. whatever it may be. Like, I couldn't tell you where anyone goes unless I know them personally, but I don't know everyone on it personally. And I think that goes to show that, like, I'm not really looking. And Carter, I think you can attest to this because you had a little more – you were a president on the board, but, like, you're not looking at that kid and thinking, oh, Loyola kid. You're kind of looking at him and you're like, we're just, we're just planning this dance marathon. We're doing something for, for, the, better, for the better of – yeah, I know that everybody that want, that's on that that's on that board wants to like make a difference, and that's what I think is so like unique about it, especially because it pulls from four schools. I mean, like Woodlands Academy, we even pull from like Woodlands, Woodlands Academy, and so that's just I think that's super unique. But yeah, coming together like that for like a common cause, I think it's great. It's amazing, yeah, Carter. Why did you decide to get involved in Children's Bridges and like well, Dance Marathon? 
I actually, I like grew up in Lincoln Park, which where the first Lloyd Children's Hospital was. And I used to walk by it every day on my way to school when I went to Lincoln Park and I moved here in fourth grade. But so I like, I grew up knowing just like what Lincoln, um, Lincoln Park and what Lloyd Children's was. So in Grace, like Grace Wolf, she approached me about it. Yeah. And she approached me about it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Cause I, I knew the name and I've, I had been there just like once or twice, just like checkups. And I just like knew the name I want to get involved with it. Cause I like, I know people that went there before, like, cause I was, I used to grow up around it as so I know, like the impact it makes It's like one of the best children's hospital. And like Preston was there and obviously you, and it's like, yeah. it makes a huge impact. And it's like, it does such great things. And I've, I've visited it once or twice and it's just, it's such an amazing hospital and it, it does such great things. So as soon as like Grace asked me to join up, I was like, for sure. I mean, cause my mom, yeah. my mom was super excited. She was like, of course, like we know Lloyd Children's Hospital. It does such great things. But yeah, so I was just super excited to join. No, I love it. And I think it's so crazy that like all the people I have met from that board, like I knew the Loyola people, but um, not as well as like I knew Grace and like Mitch, obviously. Okay. Yeah, I'm only gonna- I know you're a president, but what, what does that entail? Um, basically, that means... So there's four presidents and we all kind of like took different roles, I guess. So we all worked on like similar projects and I, it was basically just the four of us doing a lot of the work. So we had to figure out like event logistics and like location logistics and like how we were going to raise as much money because with COVID and everything, we couldn't do our normal fundraising activities. So we had to like pivot and try different fundraising techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you Which you get... did really well. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. I was on the zoom. Me and Lindsay were, me and Lindsay were hanging out uh, on zoom. It's pretty cool. It was a good time. <laughs> Mitch was very concerned that people could see him. I was. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I never saw you. Good. Yeah. So Grace, how did you like get started on Lori's? Like, I how'd you get involved? fresh freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so I Michaela's mom wanted us to join a club or an extracurricular. So we both joined it together. And then when we were sophomores, we knew the president, one of the presidents, Caroline. Truck and Broad. No, Truck. She was the president at the time. And so she put, she like nominated us kind of for VPs for the following year. And so I was vice president last year and this year I was president. That's awesome. Yeah. Not a big deal. I mean, come on, look at her. Mrs. President over here. Yeah. 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 I gave you you a nice little shout out in my speech. My mom was like, well, you got to think, Grace. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> obviously like what kind of, obviously i am yeah definitely i, w- I would have thanked you both but i honestly didn't know you were on the board oh yeah don't that's worry. that's fine, fine. That, that's fair i didn't i'll, I'll thank you now i oh. said thank you classmates and like like my friends and classmates at new chair so yeah yes. included that in that group. us yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes grace why don't you talk to us about what what uh, everything looked like last year without COVID and then 
what you said you pivoted, you had to make a pivot there. What exactly like was that movement from here's non-socially distanced stuff. We can do our dance marathon like regular and then bang, you had to switch to, we can't be in contact with each other. What do we yeah. do? So this was the sixth year of the dance marathon and it started right as the, they built the new Lurie Children's Hospital. So they built that in 2004 or actually, actually I don't know when they built it, but it was like newer. Yeah. So they, it's new. And normally we go to OLPH and the dance marathon is five hours and people are just kind of like dancing. There's games like basketball. Well, yeah. If anybody's listening uh, and hasn't been to a dance marathon, it's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. You have to go. Have to. I was like, this year was two hours. I was in my room alone. It was electric. Like the energy was up the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah so normally we're there for five hours, but we're a high school so we shorten it, but college, they go for 42 hours, I think, and one person from your, like, team has to be dancing at all times, how they normally do it, but since we're a high school, we can't really go 42 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. So, normally, also, in a normal non-COVID year we would do like canning where you stand outside the grocery store or Starbucks and ask for donations and people carry around cash or used to but then this year we did do one day of canning which we raised 27,000 that day and we but we also came up with other ideas like yoga classes and baking classes um yeah, I mean twenty-seven thousand in one day, and what was the total you guys raised? I think our total now is one hundred and twelve thousand. I mean that's like crazy. That's which incredible. is incredible. Yeah, Grace uh, and Lindsay, maybe you can help answer this question as well. I'm gonna pretend I don't know the answer to this question. Where exactly does that money go to? I know the hospital, right. but does it go to yeah. specific aspects of the hospital? So. The way I understand it is we have things at the hospital called child life, which is my favorite thing because like they get paid to help us have fun and enjoy our stays. So kind of under the child life branch, like I have a child life specialist, I have an art therapist and a music therapist. So I've never met with my music therapist, but I could at any point. So my art therapist was an intern who was so amazing. Like I'm kind of more of a sports person, but you can't run around in the halls when you're hooked up to like 11 different wires. So that goes like some of the money will go to supporting art therapy and child life so that we don't like if I wanted to do a painting project, they would never tell me, well, we don't have paint to bring you because my floor, everyone has a compromised immune system or something sim or like no immune system at all. So a lot of patients can't have people in the room. So it's important for everyone to like each session, get new supplies, get their own. So that's how like I saw the money being used and how I was like described what child life was. And it's so huge. I mean, they put on like sports trivia and games for the kids. And I'm, I was an 18 year old surrounded by mostly like nine and under, but I met, 
one 19 year old and one 23 year old and they're the most incredible people and one of them is actually going to or he goes to IU so go Hoosiers I mean comes it all comes full circle for sure yeah for sure that's awesome yeah so going off of what Lindsay said the money goes to where it's needed most so Lurie's is very big about they'll never turn away a child so even if you can't pay or like don't have health insurance they'll never turn you away no matter what so a lot of the money goes to the kids that don't have access to health care or they need a surgery but their parents can't pay for it they'll use some of the money that we raise yeah Yeah, exactly and like my like each time I went into the hospital it was upwards of fifty thousand dollars and I went in a lot so you can only imagine how expensive that was but you know we're in a community that's fortunate to fortunate to have the money and insurance but I know there were a lot of kids around me that didn't have to and their parents were able to have fun with them and the kids were able to enjoy their time as much as possible because of all the money that's raised by children's bridges and all the donations that you receive so it's like it like even if you donate a dime like that could buy a paintbrush it's so important like things like dance marathons because I I wouldn't have had any kinds of outlets at the hospital I would have just had to be in my sterile room and you know I had my friends there but most days you're not feeling well enough to get out of bed so things like art therapy where they can come to you and you know whatever else we needed was always a given there was never any question yeah and it shows like how like how far the money that was donated just like goes how like big of an impact it is because like sometimes you know like some it's like money is like money but no like it can actually like impact people's lives in this way and i think that's just like so unique and important but yeah going off what carter was just saying there like i really enjoy that i'm donating this money and it's not like i'm just donating or raising it for any charity where like the money goes to help but where does it go like i don't know i like that i know where this goes and i'm seeing immediate results as to what my donations did and i think that's a really big thing when it comes to charities is like i want to donate somewhere where i can see my money or see my donations being put to to positive use and i love that like you're able to share a specific story Lindsay, about how the money that was donated helped you and i think that's really something great about worries yeah and like because i know yeah. people like that have been impacted like Lindsay and then preston obviously like, yeah and that's another good yeah this is, like, and yeah. even though like we're the same age i mean there were so many little kids and you can't be in each other's rooms but there was the family lounge which was new and there's the teen lounge which like I was the only teenager around so I would do school in there but all those things were like just outlets because the 17th floor some like there are I don't know how many rooms but maybe like 22 24 someone somewhere around there and it could be like five rooms are in use or all 24 because the 17th floor is such an important place like the people on 17 are incredible and until I met uh, my friend that goes to IU I would just talk with the nurses because I love the little kids but you know you can only talk to them so much 
Well, they, oh my gosh, two of them have their own charities. Like they are incredible people. Like I think I went through it and I look at them and man, they are, mm-hmm. is this a PG podcast? Well, don't we'll worry. Fix it. You can, Go ahead. they are bad asses, like, yeah. like stronger than hell. Like they have seen what it's like to have absolutely nothing. And they still go back to the hospital and they still keep fighting. And their whole thing, which is why I'm so passionate about fundraising and why I love it so much, because I know what it's like to feel alone and trapped. And that was worse than any physical pain I was ever in. And I would go in the hall or leave my door open or just sit at the window so I could meet people. And that's how I did. And that's why I knew pretty much everyone. And I would know you know, their situations because I wanted them to feel like they had someone to talk to because the worst thing you could feel, in my opinion, at least, is alone or trapped. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't imagine, but. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you sharing all of this with us. Like, I think it's, I I mean, what you've gone through, I've mentioned this earlier, but this is just some incredible resiliency and I mean, you're saying these two girls are, are badasses. In our eyes, you're a badass. All of you, all of you on the 17th floor, all of you in that hospital are badasses. And I feel like everything you guys are going through is really, really incredible that you guys are fighting it. Yeah. It's, it's just, I can't say it enough. It's just such a special place. It, you don't even have to go there to know how special it is. And I hope that none of you are ever on the 17th floor but if you are i know it will be to visit or to help out kids yeah yeah well thank you to both of you for for coming here i think we're gonna wrap up here at least for for this section but thank you to both of you for for coming out here today i i very much enjoy talking to both of you grace good to see you grace yeah thank you so much for coming on grace yeah no problem Sorry, yeah, like, the, president. the president. No, we were talking about football. No problem. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, the president's busy. Got a lot to do. <laughs> you have a lot of things you have to you have to deal with right now. Yeah. I'm done. Thank God. Yeah. It up. was fun, but so much stress. Oh, it's so much fun. Oh, I can imagine. By the way, guys, if you know Grace Wolf, ask her to make you cookies. They're so good. I haven't gotten any cookies. Yeah, whoa, Grace. What's up with that? Whoa. (laughs) I can make another batch. I made, I think, more than 40, 50 cookies the other day. Really? Chocolate chip? I'll be stopping by tomorrow. Obviously chocolate chip. I dropped them off. How about about you stop at my house and I can give you some because Grace has made so many cookies. Deal. All good. I didn't didn't sneeze on them or anything. Like, they're safe. (laughs) They're good. They're homemade. They're not. They're just the these homemade back of the chocolate chip bag. That's right. But they're unreal. They're so good. Homemade is homemade, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, once again, nice talking to both of you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. Awesome out. having you guys out thank here. Thank you. This yeah. was, thank you, guys. This was Plan A. I'm Mitch. I'm Carter. And this was Lindsay and Grace. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you.